Hi, you guys. It's Yaz. And today what I want to talk about is how to screen somebody before you date them, okay? I mean, you're thrown out there in this huge dating world of people, which could be very dangerous out there. And a lot of times people jump in or they go and they rush and they meet somebody and they don't know the first thing about that person. You know, you could be going out and meeting Jack the Ripper and you don't even know it. Or you could be going out and meeting a pedophile or something along those lines. So here's the thing, you guys. Before you go out on a date, you've got to do a little bit of work, all right? You've got to screen these people to see what they're about. So the first thing that I always recommend is, number one, you have to talk on the phone. You have to have at least six phone conversations with these people for at least an hour, okay? And... You have to do it over a period of time to see if these people are consistent with you before you even go and meet them. Now, this is if you're looking to meet somebody for more than just a hookup, all right? This is what we're talking about. We're talking about you looking for somebody to date, you know, for a potential partner. So, of course, you want to know what they're about. And, you know, even if it was for a hookup, you should still want to know what somebody's about because... You don't know if you're putting yourself, like I said, in a dangerous position. You have all different kinds of people out there. So you want to know who you're dealing with. So in the beginning, when you first start talking to them, what I like to do when I'm talking to somebody in the beginning is I let them take the lead in the beginning of the conversation to see what what they have to say. Okay. Are they asking me questions about myself? Okay. What kind of things are they bringing up? All right. Are they talking about nonsense? Are they talking about sex? Are they talking about money? What is this person that you're trying to get to know talking about? Because that's going to tell you where their head is about. So that's the first thing. And the reason that I let that person take the lead in the conversation is If you take the lead in the conversation and you start letting somebody know where your head is at, you know, like, for instance, if you get into a conversation with somebody, you say, well, you know, I'm not looking for a hookup and, you know, I'm looking for, you know, a husband or whatever, however you want to do it, you guys, Already you're showing your hand and that person knows what you're looking for. And if you're dealing with somebody who's a liar or a manipulator, they're going to switch up their story to tell you what you want to hear so that they could get whatever benefit they may be looking for out of you. Could be about sex. It could be about money or anything along those lines. So you got to kind of kick back a little bit, let them take the lead in the conversation and see what comes out of their mouth. Then when you start to get a feel for the person, then you start to ask them questions. Now, you don't come at them like, you know, you're a detective and, you know, you know, how much money do you have in the bank? How long have you been at your job or anything along those lines? Or why did you get divorced? There are ways to do it to be very tactful, to really figure out what somebody's about, okay? So you're having these conversations before you go and you meet somebody. A good thing to do is 
a few a few questions that you want to ask these people. And number one, number one is how long are they single? If this person is, you know, just recently single or it's been one to three months, okay, or even one to six months, depending on how long they were with their ex, you need to say to yourself, this person may not be ready to, to date and be in a relationship. So this is not somebody that I want to kind of move forward with because they just got out of a relationship that could have been a long-term relationship. So that's a really important question. How long are they single? Now, I had a girl on my social media say to me, well, they all lie, okay? This is what she says. They all lie. Not everybody lies, but a lot of, a lot of people do lie. And yes, people lie all the fucking time, all right? But it's up to you. It's up to you to be able to weed through what they say and figure out what's truth and what's not. And the only way you're going to do that is by having more and more conversations. Because the longer you wait to go meet that person, the more you're going to know who that person is. And sometimes people tell you a story in a conversation and let's say a couple days later or a week later or two weeks later, their, their story changes up. And then you see, you catch them in a lie because a lot of liars don't remember what they told you. And yeah, people lie all the time. It doesn't have to even be about dating relationships. It could be about business. It could be family members. It could be your kids lie to you. It could be anybody lie to you. But you know what? The more conversation you have and you have it in a different way, you're going to see, you're going to get an idea if this person is telling you the truth or not. Okay. Now let me move right along. All right. You want to find out what this person does for work. Okay. Don't be afraid to ask somebody what they do for work. Cause I know a lot of women are afraid to broach that because they feel like, Oh, you know, I don't want to ask him what he does for work or something like that because then maybe he'll think I'm a gold digger. No. You, of course you want to know, what is his interest? Or if it's the other way around, what are her interests? It could go both ways. So you want to, you know, normal questions are, you know, what do you do for work? Yeah. How long have you been doing that? Okay. That's really important. How long have you been doing that? Because some people may have only been at their job a week, two days, two months. Okay. And then you might ask some other questions like, Oh, well, you know, what did you do before that? It's now you're leading into seeing their pattern of what kind of things they did for work. Are they a consistent person in their career? Okay. Now moving right along. These are all questions you guys that are going to give you an idea of, you know, is this a potential person I can date or is this person batshit crazy and I need to stay away from this person? Okay. Now what I recommend is, you know, a lot of times they're going to ask you, uh, what are you looking for? All right. Now, depending on what you're looking for, be honest and just be like, look, I'm looking to date and hopefully 
you know, it works into something. You do not have to be overly specific. You don't have to be like, look, I want to be married in two years. I want to have a house in three years or none of that. None of that. You just want to touch upon the surface and then you let them take the lead and they'll say what they have to say. All right. Now people may ask you what you want, you know, what you're looking for so that they know how to mold themselves. Now I'm talking about somebody who's a liar and a manipulator. They're going to ask you what you're looking for so they can mold themselves into being that person so that they can get with you for some benefit, which may be sex, money, whatever. Right? So it's okay to, you know, let somebody know what you want. You want to, you know, be transparent, but just be careful of what they say back to you. See, here's the thing, you guys. It's all about trying to get to know somebody. It's all about trying to figure out what type of cat you have over there, all right? Where's their head at? Can they have an intelligent conversation? What are they looking for? You know, it comes with experience. If you have a lot of experience, you could tell right away, you know, what somebody usually is about. I mean, there's good people that are very good liars and manipulators and scammers and everything like that. But you know what? They could be the biggest scammer in the world. It's up to you to take the control. In other words, what I'm trying to say to you is this. Nobody can get over on you unless you let them get over on you. you that means you don't give up sex. That means you don't give anybody a fucking dime that asks you for money because it's not your place to give anybody a dime if you're not married to them, okay, or anything along those lines. So if you're not giving up sex and you're not giving up money, which are two of the basic things that a lot of, you know, liars and manipulators may be looking for, all right, you are okay. Now, when you, you're dating somebody... One of the things you should do is get their name, get their fucking name. And why do you want their name? Because you're going to want to Google their name. You may want to do a background check on these people. And especially if you're somebody who has kids, don't have to, not that you're going to bring your kids around them because you're not going to bring your kids around these people for at least six months, but you want to see What's their history say about them? Where have they been? You could do background checks to see if somebody had bankruptcies or something like that. Why is that important? Because it tells you, you know, where they're at. Where are they in life? Where they've been? And it's not so much that you're going to sit there and, and, you know, hold it against somebody, but it's good to know so that you could protect yourself. In other words, what I'm trying to say is, let's say you Google somebody and they have a history of, I'm just going to throw this out, okay? They have a history of larceny or they have something in their past for stealing or something along those lines. You're obviously not going to bring this person. To so you Google the person, you get a little background on the person. The next thing that I recommend before you go out on a date, you guys, is you ask them, do you have a Facebook profile? You Or do you ask them, do you want to be friends on Facebook? Okay. You would be surprised 
the information that you could get from somebody just from Facebook. Now, if they say to you something along the lines of, oh, well, I don't really do social media or anything like that. You know, no, I don't have a Facebook or anything. That is a red flag. I'm not saying that there aren't people that may not have a Facebook, but most of the people out there today have a Facebook, okay? So if they're trying to steer you away from Facebook or or trying to be friends with you on social media, that is a huge red flag. That could mean that they're married or they have somebody and they don't want to add you to their page, okay? So you have to keep that in mind when they don't want to add you. Now, there are some people that are very slick that will add you to a Facebook page that may be their backup page. It may not necessarily be their main page because their main page has their old lady or old man. So they may add you to another page. So keep in mind that just because they're adding you to a page, you have to see, is this page been around a long time or is this a page that maybe has three friends on it, or there's nothing really much on it, and it just looks like a page they made to add somebody, okay? That's the next clue. You may even ask them about their Instagram, and the same thing goes for that, okay? You want to see, are they afraid to add you to their social media? And a lot of people are afraid to add because they may have somebody, and they're afraid to add you and because you may comment or you may see something. So that's another huge red flag, you guys. Like, I'll give you guys an example, all right? I watch this show, Love After Lockup. It is like, oh my gosh, these people get involved with people that are incarcerated and everything like that. And they had this girl on there that was dealing with this guy in prison. And she was giving this guy money for a year, thinking that he's going to get out. And, you know, she was up in Maine. He was in Georgia. And she was going to go meet him and everything like that. Well, to make a long story short, she got played. How did she get played? Well, it turns out when she was ready to go meet him, he had already been let free. And he was picked up by another woman. Who is this other woman? A woman that he was engaged to. And it wasn't until after that her and her friends went on his Facebook profile, and they saw that his status said engaged. This is something that you do before you go head on with somebody, okay? But you have to keep in mind, not everybody is going to put their status of being in a relationship on Facebook. A lot of people that, you know, who could be very slick are going to have no status, and they may say something to the alliance. They may say something like, oh, well, I don't believe in statuses and this and that and blah, 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 blah. Okay? Then you should just tell them, listen, you know, then put your status to single. If you're single, then put your status to single. If they have a problem doing that, that is a red flag that they may have somebody that they are dating or in a relationship and they're not changing their status. All right. That's a huge red flag because I knew a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes. Okay. That, you know, they had a woman and they were out there creeping. And yet when you went to their Facebook profile, they had no status. That doesn't mean shit, you guys. All right. 
So that's why when you're talking to them, you're getting to know them and, you know, they're coming on strong with you. You tell them, listen, if you're really single, change your status to single. Okay. And like I said, if they have a problem doing that, that is a red flag that they could have somebody. Most times it's because they have somebody and they can't change it to single because they're either in a situationship or they have somebody or whatever. Okay. Now you've gone through the basics before meeting somebody. You've had at least six conversations for an hour on the phone each time. This person is not afraid to get on the phone. This person seems to be real. Now, one of the most important things, you guys, one of the most, I I need to record this and repeat this a thousand times, all right? I don't care what comes out of their fucking mouth, okay? Because people that are liars, manipulators, narcissists, they're going to lie, all right? And they're going to tell you stuff like, oh, you're what I've been looking for. They're going to love bomb you, okay? So what comes out of their mouth as far as, you know, showing you, um, you know, that they're so into you, that doesn't mean anything. It's not about what they say. It's about what they do. And it takes time to see if their actions match up to their words, okay? The other thing you have to be careful of is, do they come on strong, all right? Are they bombarding you with love bombing you in the very beginning? Are they saying they love you in the first week and you don't even know them and they don't even know you? That's either somebody that's really naive and doesn't know what love is, or that's somebody who's looking to give you the bullshit to try to you know, make you think that they're all into you. So during the beginning, this is a trial period. It's an exploratory period for the first three months to see who this person is and what they're about. So like I said, even though they're showing you they're so into you and they're being consistent with the phone calls and all that, okay, You have to wait at least three months to see if they're consistent with it. In the meantime, you're Googling them, you're checking their Facebook, you're seeing what they post, you're watching. You're watching to see their pattern. This is is crucial, all right, because they may come on strong to you, and then they may be talking to somebody else, and, and they may not hit you up for a day, two days, three days. This is why I say if somebody is not consistent with you on a daily basis, you know that they're not a serious dater, you guys, or they may have somebody else, or they may be dating a bunch of different people. This is what you got to watch, all right? Now, another thing that I need to bring up is this. This is why duration is key when you're starting to date and you're getting to know somebody. You know, don't take what they tell you in the beginning as the word, okay? You have to see, okay, this is week one. This is what they're telling me. This is their consistency. Now let me go into week two. Are they consistent with me? Now, what is the conversation that they're making? This is why you don't rush and meet somebody in the first week. The longer you wait, the better. Because you're going to see, you know, everybody has the mask on in the very beginning. It might be the first week. It may be the second week. It may be the first month. But the longer you talk to that person, the harder it is 
for them to keep up the act. And that's when you're going to see the core of that person. And people say, well, how do you see the core of that person? You're going to watch their pattern, their pattern of contacting you. You're going to watch if they make, you know, if they keep pushing to meet you right away and they're not really interested in having conversation with you, that is the red flag that they're more interested in seeing what you look like than really knowing who you are. You know, they're not so much concerned about the core of who you are. They're more concerned about, you know, the superficial and what you look like. If somebody can wait to meet you and is cool with, you know, having conversations with you and everything like that, that is a good indicator that they're trying to get to know you and not just meet you because uh, they're just looking for sex out of you. All right. So now you've waited at least let's say at least a week or two before you go and rush and meet this person and you're talking to them consistently on a daily basis and the person is showing you, okay, you know, they're being consistent with it. They're making good conversation. They're asking me questions about myself. Um, I've Googled them. They are a real person and everything like that. Now, another thing you may want to do is you may want to have a quick video chat with that person, okay? Now, what is that? You don't do a video chat where you're sitting on there for hours. You don't do a video chat where you're getting sexual with that person because you don't want that person to think that you're a cam girl and it's going to lead to uh, you start taking your clothes off for them, okay? You want to, you know, dress very conservatively but nice when you do a video chat because you want them to see you, you know, in that mat, you want them to get to know you for you, not for the fact that you have, you know, huge cleavage hanging out and they're sitting there lusting over your chest or anything like that, you know. So you want to look nice and conservative and see if they're still interested in you, okay? Plus, it gives you a chance to see what they look like, all right? Now, when we talk about scammers, you have to be careful with that. Yes, it's, a, it's good to do a video chat with somebody, but if you're involved with somebody who's a scammer, some scammers will actually put somebody else up to the video chat to video chat with you and you're not actually talking to that person. So you could do random little video chats for five minutes, 10 minutes here or there, you know, and, and catch them off guard and say, Hey, you know, I, I want to see you on video real quick or whatever. And, you know, just talk about, you know, what you got to do for the day or whatever and see if they're able to do it or they're not able to do it. The other thing that you want to do, you guys is you want to, when you talk to this person on the phone, you want to talk to them at random times. Why do you want to talk to them at random times? Because you want to make sure this person is fucking single. Because somebody who may be in a relationship is only going to want to talk to you when they're free, when they don't have their old man or old lady sitting next to them. So some of them may get on the phone with you when they're at their work. Okay, or some of them may only get on the phone with you when they're in their car. So you want to spot check this person and hit them up random times during the day to see if they have a problem picking up that phone. That tells you so much, so much, because there's so many people out there that are in relationships or have somebody, a situationship, and they're out there creeping. Okay, so if this person has a, a problem getting on the phone with you at certain times, that is a huge red flag that this person could have somebody. I want to add one more little tidbit on this about people that are married, okay, and tell you that they're going through a divorce, all right? 
There's a lot of married dudes out there, and it could be married women as well. Like I said, in this dating world, it goes both ways, okay? They may tell you, oh, well, you know, I'm separated right now, but I'm I'm in the process of getting a divorce. Do not mess with somebody like that. In, unless they can show you that they have court papers, court papers, you want to see court fucking papers that they're in the process of going through a divorce, you do not get involved in that mess, okay? Because people lie all the time. And when they tell you something like that, they may still be, they may be living with their, you know, husband or wife or a situation like that. And that's how they can get around you saying, you know, oh, well, you know, this is a temporary thing. You know, we're still living together, but, you know, we're getting a divorce. Okay. No. Don't mess with any of that nonsense. You let somebody know, you know, once you get divorced, then contact me and we could talk from them and make sure you, you know, they're not going to court or anything like that. You do not bother with that. And you want to see proof that they're going to court. Okay. Okay. I'm moving right along. Now you've been talking to this person for a week, two weeks and everything like that. Now, now, the person should be bringing up that they want to meet you. After two weeks, you're talking consistently and everything like that. Now the person should be saying something about how they want to meet you. Like in other words, they should try to make plans. You go, you meet them in a public place, public place. You take your own transportation there. You never let anybody pick you up at your house because now they've got your address Okay, and that's dangerous. Believe me when I tell you, I I had a girlfriend who did that, who had a dude pick her up. And then, you know, two years later, he showed up at her house and he rang her doorbell. Okay, so you don't want anybody knowing where you live. You take your own transportation and you go and you meet that person. You go on the date, public place, whatever. When you leave that place, you know, and you you drive home or whatever, you make sure that nobody is following you. You don't pull into your, in front of your house right away. You circle the block to make sure nobody is following you or anything along those lines. Because you have a lot of crazy people out there, you guys. You know, people don't want to think like that. But unfortunately, they're out there and you want to make sure that this person is safe. So that's how you handle that. Now you've gone on the first date and everything seems great. Are they consistent after the first date? Are they contacting you the following day? All right. Somebody who's interested in you is going to contact you the following day. If they don't contact you the following day and they contact you, you know, two days later, three days later, okay, they're either playing games with you because they don't want to show you that they're into you, in which case you don't want somebody playing games or they're not that into you, all right? That maybe the date wasn't what you thought. I mean, you got misled in the date thinking that they're into you because some people can go out on a date with you and you think the date is great, but from their perspective, it either wasn't a connection, maybe you weren't what they thought, or maybe they were looking to see how sexual you were and you weren't giving off that vibe or whatever, and they backed off from you. In any event, if they're not consistent after the date, then that is a huge red flag, you guys. Huge red flag that that person is pulling back for 
um, a reason. Like I said, it could be because they're playing games on you and they're trying to act like they're not that interested in you. So now you know you're dealing with somebody playing games, which is not good. Or they're, you know, they already saw who you are and everything like that. And maybe they thought, you know, okay, I thought this person was going to be, you know, more sexual on the date, or maybe I really wasn't attracted, you know, or maybe I'm going to hit somebody else up now and I'm going to talk to them and come back to you. All red flags, all red flags. Okay. When somebody's real and they're consistent with you, they've got to hit you up every single fucking day to show you that they're serious about getting to know you. So, when they, you know, after you've had your first date, everything went great. The consistency now is when it's crucial after the first date, because now you want to see, is that consistency, are they keeping it up? Or did they do all that, you know, love bombing the first or second week they met you? Okay. And now they're not as consistent with you. Now the contact is getting less and less red flag red flag. The consistency should be consistent. And, you know, they should be by after you had your first date, by the middle of the next week, they should be planning the next date if they're serious about seeing you. Because it's like this, you guys, when somebody likes you and everything like that, they're going to want to see you. They're going to want to see you as much as possible. Okay. So, they're not going to go on out on date with you and then wait two weeks to make another date. No, they're going to keep it up. All right. Now you have to be careful because some people may be keeping it up because they think by the third date, they're going to sleep with you. All right. So don't be fooled in the beginning, in the first month, you have to see, that's why you, you, you hold back, you hold back. All right. And you, you go out with this person outside the house. I've talked about this in prior podcasts. You always want to go outside your house, outside their house, and be doing different things. Somebody who's only out for sex is only, most of the time, this isn't everybody, but most of the time, by the third date, if they don't get that sex, they're going to drop off on you. Okay, they're not going to look to keep taking you out or doing different dates with you outside the house. That's how you're going to know. That's how you're going to know. You got to keep hold this person off for at least three months, at least three months to see if they're consistent with it. And somebody who's, you know, not serious about getting to know you, they may be nice. They may hit you up but they're not going to hit you up as frequently because what they're going to do is they're going to move on to the next person because they realize that you are a lot of work and they're not looking to put in that work. So they're going to string you along. This is what breadcrumbing is all about. They realize, okay, this is somebody that is not going to jump in the bed right away. So, you know, I'll just put her on the shelf here. You know, I'll hit her up every once in a while to keep the contact going. But meanwhile, I'm going to try this chick over here because I know that she's going to invite me over and I'm going to get sex off her. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Then you, if you see that breadcrumbing coming on, you know that this person is not somebody that you can move seriously with. Okay. Now, 
Another thing I want to touch upon is in the very beginning, you guys, I mean, I've said this a thousand times in prior podcasts. Anybody brings up sex any which way or form, that is a huge red flag, okay? It is not normal or respectful to bring up sex in the beginning. What's the beginning? The beginning is, you know, the first couple of weeks, all right? They, you know, they, they know better. They know better. So what they do is they're going to try you for sex. They'll be on the phone and they may make a little sexual, you know, innuendo or something like that. Like, oh, like if it's a rainy day, oh, I'd love to be in bed with you, giving you a massage. Anybody brings up any of those things in the beginning? Massage, uh, you know, I'd love to be cuddling with you. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. And you've, you've haven't gone out with that guy or, or the other way, or you've only been on one or two dates, red flag, red flag. They should be not talk. They should be not be talking about cuddling with you or giving you a massage. Okay. Until they've dated you a few times. Okay. At least, you know, four or five times or more. And they've, they've put in the work to get to know you other than sexually. Okay. So keep that in mind. That could be somebody looking just for sex. Okay. But those are the things, those are the, like the red flags that you have to be aware of. So you guys, those are the basics in the beginning. Okay. You talk to them, you have at least six conversations. You talk to them for like a week or two before you even go and meet them. You talk about everything, talk about their family, talk about, you know, what they do in their job, ask them questions about, you know, try to act interested about what they do for work. You ask them about, you know, what do they like to do in their free time? What are they into? Are they into sports? Are they into hobbies? You know, it's giving you insight into who this person is. This is all before you go out on the date. You find out how long they're single. You could even, okay, if you get into in-depth conversations with somebody, you could even ask them why they broke up with their ex. That is another big indicator of what this person is about. If they come back at you and they say something like, well, she was a bitch or she cheated on me or, or anything like that, that may be the case. Maybe they got hurt by somebody or they may be giving you the BS and, you know, that's not the case. How they answer will give you uh, an idea of what they're about. Or they may say something like, oh, well, she got mad, you know, because I used to go out with my friends a lot or something like that. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, that's a red flag. This person likes to go out with their friends. So if they were doing that to their ex, guess what? Guess what? Nine times out of 10, they're going to be doing it with you. So you have to ask yourself, are you okay with that? This is why you try to find out how were they in their prior relationships? Ask questions like, what did you used to do with your ex? Did you used to go out or something like that? And they may say something to the effect of like, uh, um, she wanted to go out all the time, but I like to stay home. All right. Now, you know, you're dealing with somebody who doesn't like to go out and do things. All right. This is how you find out by their prior relationships. What did they do with their exes? What was the dynamic of their relationship with their ex? Did they date somebody for five years and they never married them? Okay. Ding, ding, ding. This is somebody 
that is not looking for a serious commitment, okay? Why are they going to hang on a relationship for five years and not look to get married, okay? These are all indicators. This is why we we have conversation. This is why we, you know, ask questions, all right? To get an idea of, you know, how they were with their ex could be how they are with you. Are you okay? They could bring up things to the effect of, you know, oh, you know, uh, she used to bitch and moan because I'd show up late or something, you know, because I would go out for a drink with my friends after work and then we'd fight and then she'd start, you know, she'd start her shit. So I just walked out on her. Now you know you're dealing with somebody who walks out when you confront them, okay? This is what I'm trying to tell you guys, all right? This is why we have conversations about this kind of shit. Now, one other thing, all right? When you we've talked about the sex, we've talked about their prior relationships, we've googled them, we've done the Facebook thing. The other thing is, where are they financially? Okay? That's important. Are they able to live on their own? Are they living off their family? Do they have a roommate? Can they be financially independent? Now we're going into the area of um, maybe they're looking at you for some kind of free fucking ride. Maybe they're looking to move into your crib. Maybe they're looking for you to pay for dates. Ask them what they used to do on their dates. What kind of things? Were they somebody who didn't go out on dates and just looked to link up? Hey, let's link up. I'll come to your crib. You come to mine. And now you know you're dealing with somebody who will never want to take you out. Okay? These are all indicators. These are all things that you subtly, and let me emphasize, subtly, get into conversation with them without attacking them, all right, or passing judgment on them. Because if you attack somebody that is telling you these things or you pass judgment, you're, it's bad, okay? So whatever they tell you, you keep it to yourself, you make a mental note of it, and you say to yourself, is this somebody that I could deal with, all right? This is how you get into somebody's head. And the other thing is, when we talk about financial, you guys, if they bring up anything about money, any which way, shape, or form, red flag, all right? Absolutely, positively, in the very beginning, the first three months or more, nobody should be asking you anything financial, all right? They shouldn't be asking you about what you pay in rent. They shouldn't be asking you... um you know, do you have money in the bank? They shouldn't be asking you anything. How did you pay for your car? None of that. None of that. If somebody starts asking you questions like that, ding, ding, ding. Now you know that this person's trying to size up your financial situation. If somebody is saying anything like, you know, I want to build a business with you or something like that, Now you know somebody is looking for you possibly to be an investor in their business because maybe they see you own a house or you have a successful business or something like that. They should not be bringing up that shit in the very beginning. That These are red flags. Red flags, gang. Red flags, all right? This is how you weed out people trying to use you for sex, use you for money, or anything like that. But I'm going to cap this off by saying... They may be after this, they may be after that. They may be after anything, but it's up to you, you to not give it to them, okay? 
And that's how you stop anybody from getting over on you, whether it's sex, money, taking you for granted. You set the boundaries of what you allow and what you don't, okay? And you don't go by somebody's word. You go by, you know, trust is earned. Trust is earned. They've got to show you, and that takes time. You don't go in, see, I've had people say this to me, you know, oh, well, I trust everybody till they give me a reason not to. No, no, you don't trust anybody in the beginning, okay? You don't trust anybody in the beginning. Trust is earned and it's earned over time. You've seen that person in different kinds of situations, okay? When they get angry, when they're happy, when they're sad, when they're around their friends, when they're around their family. And then, guess what? Then you have a pretty good idea of what type of cat you're dealing with, okay? So I hope that helps you guys. Always be safe out there. You know, take your time. Time is key, gang. And I hope that helps you, all right? So please hit the subscribe button and please share the podcast. I would appreciate it and have a great day. Hi, you guys. It's Yaz. If you have a dating or relationship question or you need an opinion on something, go to the link in the bio and ask a question and get a personalized video sent back to you. It's in the link tree slash the game exposed and you could ask a question and get a personalized video confidentially sent to you um, answering your question. Hi, you guys. I just want to make you aware that the Game Exposed podcast now has their merchandise available. You can check out the link in the podcast description. There's hoodies, there's sweatpants, there's t-shirts, there's cool hats. So go check it out. Link is in the podcast description. And follow Yaz on Instagram at dating underscore advice underscore Yaz. Hi, you guys, it's Yaz, and I want to tell you about my two books on Amazon. The first book is Regain Your Power. It's all about power and relationship. Who has the power in the relationship? And it goes into all of that, okay? The other book is Signs He's Not Into You, He's Wasting Your Time, okay? Check it out. It gives you a lot of good clues as to whether you're with somebody who's a real one or somebody who's just going to waste your time. You could read them both with Kindle's free trial membership. So check it out. Link is in the podcast description. Thank you.